All right, welcome back to another episode of the Cloud Cone Podcast. My name is Sean. My name is Sarah. <laughs> On this episode, we're going to give you some pro tips that he found that you could actually learn language in a week. Mm. I was pretty intrigued by that. Also, how you can learn any skill, basically. Yeah. Like, because we've mentioned, I mentioned it before that there is 10,000 10, hours to be an expert in something. And he actually says, he found some research about it that actually it's not 10,000 hours, it's actually 20 hours and how to do that. So that obviously piqued my interest because mm. we're all about main character stuff this this season. We main characters out here. Yeah, and we're all doubling up. So if you're trying to learn a new skill, if you want to really badly learn Italian, if you really want to learn how to do the ukuleles, stuff yeah. that he looked into. And then also I'm going to challenge your mindset at the end to really get you going and pursuing that main character stuff. Also, I wanted to bring up some topics about um, certain words that we use that kind of bring us down, which sound that like we're doing things or the sound that we're busy and working hard. But in honesty, it's just bringing us down. Also, I want to talk about how the world is today and how it could be affecting your mindset and how it could be affecting your growth. And how easy it is to fall into that pit trap of uh, progress. And Yes. So we'll just get right into it. So how do I learn a language in a week, Michael? So I was looking up topics uh, for today's episode. And last night I found this uh, guy. His name is Nathaniel Drew. And he's on YouTube. He has a, lot, a bunch of good videos um, that you should go and check out, subscribe well, if you want to. Yes, <laughs> we'll put the links in the in the in the bio. <laughs> but the thing that caught my interest is that he had a video that was like, "I'm gonna learn Italian in seven days," and You're so like, I was like, "Well, I'm interested, right?" Yeah. I was like, "If you can learn a language in seven days, I want to know how you did that shit, right?" <laughs> and so he goes into it. He pretty much says, uh, "The way that we are taught language is it's kind of Backwards. skewed." Yeah. As if you've learned a language in high school, you know that it can be quite difficult because the way that they do it is they just try to teach you as much vocab as possible, which in the long run uh, sounds great, right? You know as much vocab as possible. You got all the words. I know how to do this shit. Right. That's like, what uh, like <laughs> how often am I going to say biblioteca? Like how yeah. often I'm going to like, I remember that word. Have I ever needed it to talk to anybody in Spanish? Yeah, for real. Uh, like in English, too. English has a lot of words. It has 170-something, have 170,000 words, uh, or like 72,000, something along those lines. But we don't use nearly any of those because... It's like less than like 20% of those words we actually use on a daily basis. Yeah, so he brings up the 80-20 rule, which is, it's different ratios, right? Basically, he says that if you follow the 80-20 rule, life is pretty much imbalanced. So it's not going to be 50-50. It's, not gonna, it's pretty much 80-20, you know, 70-30, whatever, right? And the 80-20 rule says that, you know, there's you only need to know 20% of the language uh, to pretty much get it down. So, I mean, if you know 20% of the language, you can pretty much have a conversation. You can, you can get through it. And then when he mentioned that, uh, another example of the 80-20 rule is that 
in business, it's there was actually a book out there. I'll have to research it because I forget the guy, but I'm thinking it's probably the same guy because I heard it in a podcast that for business owners, for salespeople, that only 20% of the work that you do is responsible for 80% of the profit, the mm. growth, the the money part of it. And that's actually something solidly believed in a lot of the new like business and stuff like that. If you do the data, the analysis, it really is just 20% of what you're producing is actually a qualif- is making 80% of your revenue, basically. Yeah. That's what we mean, like the 80-20 um, percent is like if you just work to 20 percent and then it will give you 80 percent of what you're looking for basically yeah and so i'm going to take some points from him like you know say some lines that he said in the video so if you want to know the entire thing what happened how he did it uh you know because at the end he was going to say that he's going to take have a conversation with the actual fluent speaker and try and you know how, work he, it how out. he does yeah yeah and so he had some interesting methods he uh said that the first one is he grabbed like the thousand most common word used words in the language. And then he studied those, wrote them down in a book, uh, recorded himself saying those words so that he can kind of get that, you know, that neural cue to yes, like, cause if you hear yourself say something, your yeah. body then says that that's important. Yeah, yeah. Hence why you're supposed to watch what you say too. no complaining, <laughs> positive thinking, all that kind of jazz. But anyways, but you can read it off, you know, you can read it uh, off a of paper and it's not the same. You just need to know how to say, you know, you need to know the pronunciation because there's also accents. There's also uh, certain ways to say things. Uh, but So he goes into that. So he learned the thousand words. He studied them, you know, talked to them. And Immersed then he immersed himself. He said you said that he was running and listening to Italian podcasts. Yeah. He was watching Netflix with subtitles. Mm hmm. Like fully absorb, fully absorbing. You have to uh, put yourself into your in, you know, wherever the language you're trying to learn, you're in that native land. So you need to be able to basically live there and be able to understand everything as much as possible. Now, I'm not saying don't make mistakes. I mean, that's what he was saying is, you know, accept that you're going to make mistakes and that if you have native speakers with you, you should be talking to them because they're going to help you out. Oh, you wouldn't say it like that. You would say it like this. You know, you would get those pretenses. And so he would learn the verbs, the most used verbs and stuff like that. And then in Italian, those verbs had rules, but they also had a regularity. So he said that he had to learn how the rules worked. And then he also had to learn how to break those rules. And so for seven days, the man like did his best and he did like really well. For somebody because i didn't think there's no way right right you learn a new language you think oh that's the worst thing that i could think of like learning a new language is it's kind of like looking at your own goliath like it's it's very uh off-putting sometimes because daunting and stuff you're like how am i gonna learn that like you see people who speak it fluently and you're just like i don't know if i can get to that speaking it fast fluently no like understanding and you just don't you don't want to do it I think the thing you were trying to say is that we have so often said, oh, we can't ever learn language. And America is very bad about this. We're all like, oh, we're horrible. Like we only speak, we only speak English here, whatever. And we're so, is that mindset really working for you? I don't think so. But anyway, so go in it knowing that you're going to make mistakes and it's going to be fine, but you're going to learn it. And I like that his main thing is that he broke it down into like, 
digestible pieces. That makes so much sense that we don't use the full scope of our language. You only need to learn this much to Mm -hmm. be able to function. And yeah, he said after about, I think he said about day three, um, uh, you can go ahead and watch the video. I think that's what he said, but I'm not sure. Uh, but he said that whenever he was taking a run, it kind of just clicked for him, right? Like he could understand what they were saying. And I think it's just, you know, after you hear it so many times, it kind of just uh, clicks in. He also said that the best way, you know, we do it is um, through pictures, you know, so word association. So you see, he was like the word for peach. He just imagines like a bunch of Italians standing around a peach tree and he imagines him saying the word peach. And so it kind of just like he clicked for him. Interesting. Yeah. So I was, it makes sense because uh, most of us are visual learners. When you think of words, sometimes if you're saying like a bunch of words or you're trying to think of something, you kind of think of an image first and then you kind of just like go. It's, it's like a slideshow sometimes. Yeah. Whenever you're putting your words together. And I was like, that makes sense. Because even when I was back in like, uh, like kindergarten or whatever, I kind of remember like, oh, S was for sausages. Right. Mm -hmm. And they would also have like the sound of sausages cooking just to like kind of get it into your brain. More sense in the more senses that you do to learn something. It has more. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that makes sense. Right. Uh, And he kind of went through that. And he also was just pretty much just grueling himself in the, in the language. I mean, whenever you're in that native homeland, you got to know what everything is. You got to listen to the news. You got to watch TV. You got to talk That's to people. That's usually why price. when yeah. you go to another country and you'd be like, yeah, I was really doing really well over there is because you were really immersing yourself yeah. in it. It's kind of like you got to learn or otherwise you're just going to be out of the loop all the time. It's a muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> yeah. It also, so at the like end of the week, you know, I don't want to spoil the video. I mean, I'll, I'm not going to spoil it, but he does do the conversation, right? And, like, he's talking to the guy, and the guy is saying, like, yeah, learning a language and the mother and a person's mother tongue really opens up relationship avenues, really opens up uh, opportunities mm-hmm. because you kind of just, whenever you know their language, it just makes everything better, right? So yeah. it's just like, oh, he knows my language. We can kind of speak. It's a different level of speaking. Because you try to speak to anybody in, ling- in English – and they're not, uh, that's not their first language. It's kind of hard to do. And then also, the, you, nobody ever wants to feel dumb, right? That's yeah. one of the things that hinder our learning processes is that we don't want to feel like fools. And so what do we do? We either say, nah, I'm, I'm not, not doing that. Yeah. I'm not going to feel like a fool. Or you say uh, that, yeah, that's not me. Or you put it off and you're like, no, nah, I'm not a fool. I, I know this. Or you just make an excuse to say, you have like, well, no, I can't learn a language. Like, yeah. yeah I'm, oh, I, you know, that's too hard for me or something like that. If you completely disregard the fact that you're going to be bad at it at the beginning, then it's just not going to, it's not going to work out because you're either going to say, no, I'm doing well. This is great. And then you're going to find out, no, you're not doing well. And it's going to put you off from it. Yeah. You're going to be like, ah, you know, I don't need it. So that was interesting. So I learned that and I was like, okay, that learning a language sounds so doable now. I was like, I have two native. Gave him hope. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to learn Spanish. I mean, even in school, everybody was doing Spanish. I was like, I'll do something else. I can learn Spanish later. And the only reason why I thought that is because I had two native speakers in my circle. And so I was like, all right, that's kind of easy to do later. <laughs> and you then now when I was doing now. it, 
I'm like, oh god, like you know, this is whenever it's so easy to do, the, the I think it loses value. Mm. That's why, I like a lot of thing in business, like they don't like giving a lot of things free because it lose value. Like you're not supposed to give a whole lot of your time and stuff like that into something free because then people won't value it. Yeah, but I was like, I grew up around Spanish speakers. I grew up around, you know learning some spanish so i was like i can kind of get it down if i needed like you know if i ever needed to and then when i actually kind of tried it it just felt i felt like an idiot to be honest and i just didn't like it and i was like okay you don't like the feeling of being struggling yeah and whenever you speak spanish you have to have the certain accent i just didn't have it and it was just it wasn't working out so i was like okay you know i didn't have a good uh set like course i didn't have a uh curriculum you know, you didn't have a method. Yeah, exactly. So that was an interesting video, right? But so that video he's saying led... that he's going to learn Spanish in seven days, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was actually thinking about it because I was like, okay, so I'll come back to the because I'm going to talk about it at the end. But basically, what I was saying is, I wanted to learn a new language that's been on my bucket list for so long. I mean, Spanish isn't really. Like it's still it would be a new language to me, but I mean I've been around it. I can kind of like get what people are saying sometimes. I really want to learn like a new language that I've never tried before, and that's also on my bucket list. But Spanish is one of the things that I want to know. I think you, whenever you're trying to achieve something, or if you're trying to build momentum, like in any kind of goals thing, they say just do one simple goal and get it done because that builds momentum. Yeah. Like the whole reason of making your bed in the morning. That it's it does so much for the rest of your day because you already feel accomplished and you ride that high. Yeah. So. So get we'll, Spanish. We'll come back to it because uh, I want to talk about the end. But so while I was watching that uh, and learning that and stuff like that, subscribed and everything, all that, because he actually has like a bunch of videos and I kind of wanted to, you know, peep. So then it led me to I was reading the comments and everything like that because I'm I love reading comments like any video. I, I don't know why I don't. <laughs> I'm like missing out on all the good stuff. I see the video, the TikTok videos or whatever. And I'm be like, oh, cool. And then people like will tell me like, oh, the comments like whenever I see TikToks of them showing the video and then reviewing mm. the comments, I'm like, damn it. Why do I think about that? I always like reading the comments. I just like, I just like people fire in there. Yeah. People will be like sitting some fire jokes or they'll put in some good insights. So I just usually read them. For example, slightly off topic and we'll come right back is like, Mm. this video is like, this guy's like, so girls, what is it like for you really to have sex or whatever? And then the comments were fire. I was dying. One of them was like, it's like having a really bad itch on your back and having somebody try to scratch it and they totally miss it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, up, up, down. It's like like holding in a sneeze and then it never comes. I'm like, these comments are fire. I'm like, from now on, I've got to start reading these comments. Oh, for guys, it's like, we just move for a couple seconds and we're like, Yeah, we're done. (laughs) It's like a rocket. Ooh, ah, and then done. All right, now time to go shower. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so then after I like, so I read in the comments and somebody brought up a name and I was like, that sounds interesting. So to preface this, everybody's kind of heard uh, to learn a new skill takes 10,000 hours, right? 
I've learned, I've heard this so many times. My uh, friend from long ago, his name was Mike. He usually was like, you know, about it. He would always be working and shit. And he would say, uh, I heard 10,000 hours to learn a skill. Oh, to be an expert at it. Like you can learn it sooner than that, but it, this is saying that you'll be very proficient at it yeah. by 10,000. And so I was like, damn, 10,000 hours. That's a long ass time. Uh, so this guy, his name's Josh Kaufman. He had a video and he kind of talks about that rule. And he said like 10,000 hours, that's working at a full-time job for five years. That's 10,000 hours. And that's a long time, right? I was like, that's 40 hours a week putting into a skill for five years. Yeah. I was like, you, you, you don't retire. Like, (laughs) but I was like, there's no, like, I can't do that. Cause I was like, that's too much time. That takes a long time to be proficient at something or whatever. I was like, so that would mean I'd have to work at like a, cause I'm trying to learn a bunch of skills as possible. Like I'm trying to be, somebody comes to me and they're like, yo, my friend, he learned some, like he knows. He's a shit. renaissance man. He's got his hands and everything. Yeah. I was like, I need, I need all the, I'm the house of pies out here. I need to be fingers <laughs> and all. But anyways, so Josh Kaufman kind of said like, okay, let me dive into what that really means because it was a, it was from a book like in 2008 or 2007 mm-hmm. or something like that. And he had studied a bunch of athletes and stuff like that and musicians and stuff that were at the top of their field. And mm-hmm. he really found out that, okay, they put 10,000 hours in practice to become an expert at the very top level of their field. And it makes sense. I was like, Kobe was putting in crazy hours and he was like, he was an expert player. And so he finally just went, okay, it was that, it was like really specific. It was like, you need to put in 10,000 hours to be at the top of your field, at the top of whatever you were doing. Then it went to uh, put in 10,000 hours to be an expert. Then it went to 10,000 hours to uh, be good at it. And then it went 10,000 hours just to learn. And that was what kept getting, it was a telephone game. Oh, you say, so everybody was like misreading it. And so instead of being 10,000 hours to be the ultimate best mm-hmm. top, people are thinking, oh, it's going to take 10,000 just to be good at it. And yeah. and you're saying that's not true. That's not true. Now, he his research and what he learned was that it takes 20 hours to learn a skill. And the reason that it's like that is because, well, first off, you need to know what you're doing, when to do it, right? You need to break down the skill or whatever you're trying to learn as much as possible. Because if you go in there and you're just like looking at, say you're doing the language, you're just looking at vocab for 20 minutes a day. And then, I mean, it's not going to help you. Yeah. You need to be like, you want a skill or a method that is going to get you results faster. Yeah. So I was like, if you take that video of Nathaniel Drew's of learning a language in seven days and you put it to this 20 hour rule, it kind of, okay. It Now you kind of got like a, a, a frame of how to work it. So mm-hmm. even if it does take you more than 20 hours, at least you got a frame. And I was like, Oh, that makes, this is working out. Like these two videos are great. Cause I was like, okay, 20 hours is doable. You know, that's, that's a part-time minutes. job. Yeah. That's yeah. 45 minutes a day for like, maybe like a month. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, so he goes into it and he says that, you know, when you start and you break it down as much as possible, you try to find like what you need and, how to do it. I really recommend y'all go watch that video. It's like a Ted talk and he goes, it flips. So what you thought was you had to like start slow 
and then it gradually builds up and then you start like really going and learning mm-hmm. experience when it's actually flip yeah yeah so you actually learn a lot in the beginning and then you start to plateau and then you need to learn advanced to really go up yeah but yeah. that really learning you know really quick is only like 20 hours that makes sense i can see that in like kind of like working out so if somebody's like really overweight in the beginning, they actually lose a lot of, if they actually put in the time and the method, they lose a lot of weight in the beginning. Yeah. And then they plateau at a certain point and then they got to f- step up their game. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. And so it was just, it was really interesting. Like I just really liked what he was bringing up and all of his points and it seemed, everything seems so doable now, right? 20 hours. That's- everything is a challenge before you try it. Yeah. And so he even brought up, like, he was like, okay, I always wanted to learn the ukulele. And so he was like, so I just put it, I broke it down. He's like, I broke down, you know, how to, you know, finger placement, like how the ukulele works, uh, you know, the strings and stuff like that, like putting on the strings. He just worked from what he needed to know, what like absolutely he needed to know to be able to play. And he got to the point where he was like, okay, there are a hundred chords out there about, you know, of different there's a hundred songs for only four different chords no there's a hundred chords out there and yeah he only needed to know four chords because these four chords were in like every pop song and if you know this band called uh, axis of awesome or something like that they did a video where they just played the four chords and they did different songs with them yeah and uh so if you see that you can go watch that video too but it made sense so he was like i just need to know these four chords and i can learn how to play yeah. And that's what he did. And he just studied and he kept doing it and for 20 hours. And he said that, okay, now I know how to do play the ukulele. And he actually played it on stage. And you could be like, yo, you wouldn't know that this guy didn't know. Right. Uh, you know, freaking 20 hours ago, pretty much. Cause he yeah. finishes 20 hours on stage. Wow. That's yeah. cool. And so <laughs> it was all the points that he brought up was interesting. Because he, he did all his research and stuff like that. And he said that because uh, he had a newborn and he's like, I'm never going to have any free time. And he's and like, he's if it like, takes 10,000 hours. Right. Uh, but. But. So that's what I was trying to say is just if you take those mind frames, you're trying to learn a new language is what I wanted to do. So you take that video of seven days and also the 20 hour rule and make them together. You kind of have a framework of how to do a language. At least that's what I'm going to do because I really want to learn Spanish. And so that's what I'm going to try and do. And it just made it more interesting. Like it made life <laughs> more interesting. If it, everything just takes 20 hours to get good at, or at least decent, then anybody can do that. Right. 10,000 hours sounds like Mount Everest compared to 20 right yes because i even asked siri the other day because i wanted to learn how to make my own uh, like my own beats for my music and stuff like that and i wanted to know how that skill if it took ten thousand hours to learn how long it would take and siri was like that's like a year and a half of straight straight practice it's not not sleeping not (laughs) eating not doing anything yeah and i was like that's a long time like (laughs) damn i was like i don't know if i got that much time like of course i do but in the grand scheme of things of me working on all these things, it was like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was like it's killing your mind. So I'm like, well, damn, that's yeah, like, I, you see it. It's like this great big thing. And yeah, then I was like, I just started writing down the things I do know. And then I was like, I just got to get better at these. And hopefully it kind of, uh, it's a tourniquet 
for whatever like it's a it's a crutch for the other things that i'm lacking in you know mm. and so but when i found this out i was like okay that now that makes sense like that is a lot better than what i was planning to do <laughs> right because it's, it's all about the method and the focus and just and the wonderful thing about where we're in today is that there's youtube i love I even said this in my interview when I was talking to the people that the job I have now is like, really, I'm, I told them I wasn't super proficient in Excel anymore because it's been 10 years and it's changed, but I know the concept or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, but I've been doing, you know, university of YouTube, yeah, learning all the tips and tricks that I actually need to know mm. for my job and stuff like that. And they totally accepted. They're like, Oh yeah, everything's on YouTube it really yeah. is. So. And so, yeah, YouTube is very, it's a great resource. I mean, all the videos on there are crazy. Like, even Harvard uploads their lectures from time to time. So. I remember iTunes used to uh, upload the Harvard professors, uh, like, classes and stuff like that for free. Yeah, so if you want to learn anything, you can learn it on YouTube. I mean, that's how I learned some of the stuff to do music and everything like that or how to pretty articulate things. And it's YouTube is a great resource. I mean, although you can get carried away and it could actually hinder you in the long run, but yeah, at a certain point you got to step away from the YouTube and you've known enough. Now you got to put in the action. Yeah, for real. I mean, you can't just keep watching videos after videos after videos. Because the one thing that is totally false is knowledge is power. No, knowledge and action is power mm -hmm. because you, you can learn everything, but it's not going to do anything for you if you don't go out and do it. Yeah. And so that was the, the pretty much what I just learned yesterday like last night <laughs> <laughs> because that just really needed to know that stuff and then also it kind of leads into what we were just talking about how it can hinder you and so i was you know scrolling through and i was like coming down to this problem where i was like okay i'm i'm working on stuff i'm doing stuff but also i feel like i'm not moving at all right mm -hmm. you feel like you're just you're you're working hard in the same place a hamster right? wheel yeah and I was like, what is going on? Where's the traction? Yeah. I was like, okay, so we got to kind of narrow this down. I got to figure this out. And I couldn't really figure it out. I, I just couldn't. I, I, I don't know what was going on. My brain was like, yo, whatever's going on, I'm not going to tell you kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was probably really obvious. But I was just standing still pretty much in, in a calm seat. And... This guy on TikTok, I was just scrolling through and he was like, he's like, here are the five things you don't want to hear. Right. And I was like, okay, let me, let me watch this. And right. He was like, like you intrigued my interest. Yeah. And he's like, okay. He's like, if you don't want to hear this, you're probably going to start sc keep scrolling. Or if you don't hear anything you like, you're probably going to keep scrolling. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to watch the whole thing. And so he said one thing that I was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, hey, yeah, that, that, that one was pretty good. And, uh, it was, Saying you're busy is a crutch, right? And with me, that's something that I say all the time is I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm doing shit. I'm busy, you know? And when it turns out is like, I'm busy, but Where's I'm not fruit? as busy as like, as you would think I am. Like, if you talk to me, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry I didn't get to you or I'm sorry I didn't talk to you. I was busy. I was doing stuff. And it just became a crutch. It became something that I can just go to to say so that people would know like, okay. Or it was like kind of an excuse too. Like, it's like, oh, I'm busy. So I couldn't do this. Oh, I'm busy. I couldn't do that. 
And it was like, are you focusing your time on the right things to really say that you're busy? And even if you are busy, uh, you know, you should, it shouldn't be something that you can just throw out there and then be like, okay, everything's good. It reminds me of like something uh, at work. We were doing this meeting. I really like it because they do these one-on-one with the intent of actually getting a result. Mm. And they asked like my ideas on something for our meetings and so forth like that. And I was like, one thing I've always heard, and I said this, is don't do a to-do list. Do mm. a result list. Because you could say, oh, I want to work. Like for me, this is what how it struck me. It was like, I'm going to work on my book. Mm. That's a to-do a result list is I'm going to write five pages. Yeah. That is, that's going to get you results. I could look at my book, read it for it and edit it for a little bit and then say that I worked on it mm. or I can focus, be like, this is what I'm going to put out. It's going to be fruitful. Busy work is saying I worked on my book. Mm. Being fruitful is I had, I added five pages to my book and that's going to get me to my ultimate goal of finishing it. Mm. rather than just doing a vague goal like to, that's why i love the result list and i and i, and I told them that like instead of because they would give us tasks like we need you to work on this we need you to work on my like okay well i rather say i'm gonna finish this task mm. i'm gonna finish this by this day kind of thing instead, instead of being vague because i think we get in that trap even at work yeah. that people are like oh i'm busy or whatever but they don't have any fruit to show for it like what really have you been doing and then, so your body it has a vague destination and you're going to have a vague result. Yeah. And it was just like, it was a Pavlo effect, right? It was just, every time I said I'm busy, I'm like, okay, yeah, I am. Like, it was just like, yeah, I am doing shit. Like, it was like, <laughs> I'm putting in work. But it wasn't, it was like, okay, I'm busy. So that gives me free time to do whatever I want kind of thing. You know, it was just, mm. it was an excuse. And I was like, okay, I need to stop doing that. I just need to stop saying I'm busy. And kind of like, because people would ask me what I've been up to or what I'm doing currently. And it's just like, I could narrow. You can I say could, you're busy, but you couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't narrow it down. I'll just be like, oh, I'm busy. What have you been doing for the last eight hours? I don't know, but I was busy. Yeah. Like, that's such an American and you're not the only one. And so I was like, that was a good point. Like, okay, so stop saying I'm busy and kind of narrow it down. And then, so I was just watching a bunch of videos and stuff like that because it's what, it's what busy people do. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so it, was, it, it, was, it sparked a kernel in my mind as far as social media and stuff like that. And I've talked about it before, about how social media can be uh, grueling sometimes. It can be ex like pleasurable beyond amount because it's just it's hitting those, you know, endorphins in your brain. Like, oh, this is quick fix. Yeah. And everybody doesn't have patience anymore. And you just want to keep going. Mm -hmm. And I was like, OK. I was like, let me limit this down because I was seeing a bunch of videos about people talking about billionaires, millionaires, stuff like that, right? And of course, everybody's falling down that rabbit hole. What I, can I do to become a millionaire? Habits that they have, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And one of them was like, no millionaire sitting around watching videos about it. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yep, you right about that. <laughs> the gut yeah. checks. I love those though. I like the truths that kind of like, I say gut check because they get me in my gut because like it struck a chord with me. It like really woke me up in that moment and had me have to check myself. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that is true. Social media is overload. It's over. It's sensory overload and you can't, 
you feel like you're just trapped in it kind of sometimes like you just want to get up and do things but you're like all right one more video all right one more whatever and mm. you just keep going and keep going and keep going and he's like you see something you like you laugh and you're like oh what if i see this again or something like that so you keep going and it's just it's just it's too much sometimes because if you think also thought about this the other day when people were talking about nostalgia and they said uh, we're in the age of nostalgia. We wish we can go back. We wish we can do that because it was such a better time or whatever, right? And I was like, well, it's always been bad. It's always been, you know, you always heard terrible things, but it was the quickness of it, right? I was like, back then, you'd have to wait for the news to talk about it or you'd have to wait for the newspaper to release something just to hear about it. You weren't on your phone scrolling and be like, oh, 30 people died today in a car crash or, you know, mm. 30 people were killed today in, you know, subway accident, whatever, right? It wasn't that quick. It wasn't two seconds. Yeah. Unless it was a national tragedy, you would hurt. You would still have to wait for the news to post it. You wouldn't yeah. know. And so it was kind of like ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah. And nowadays, everything that happens bad is posted, right? So you could see, you know, 20 things that happened that were bad in a row. Yeah. And then it could really F with your mindset and be like, man, well, these times are really shit. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When really it was it's always been it's way. always been that way but you just didn't know about it as soon as possible yeah right and so i was like okay that you know that that makes sense so what can you do to kind of stop that from happening and you can kind of position yourself into working on you and your own environment than worrying about another environment i'm not saying to really disregard it but so it doesn't bring you down to a place where you can't help anybody right I was like, you know, they say help yourself before you help anybody else. Yes. Fill your cup first. So if you're hearing all this bad news, seeing all this, you know, terrible torture and everything like that or whatever, like all this bad things, it's going to bring you down and you're not going to be able to move pretty much. You're just going to be like, this world is shit. Let me go to social media where I feel some sort of dopamine and continue doing that until I feel better to go about my day. I was like, how can you do that? I was like, well. You can limit your social media contact for an hour. All right. You have one hour to be on social media. Whatever you want to do in the hour, go ahead. Go nuts. Right. Scroll yeah. for an hour. But until literally, but walk away. Yeah. But I was like, but once that hour is done, it's, it's game time. Right. You got to be working on stuff that you need. You plan to do for however long. And because it's like the day goes by quickly to you because you're on your phone. And he's like, oh, you on that damn phone. That's why. But it's like, it's also a double-edged sword at some points because like we're working on our businesses here. So it was like, all right, the, the podcast, you know, at least for me individually, it's the podcast and then it's music and then it's whatever else, right? It's pretty much the podcast and music right now that's really important to me. And also like I've been working on my car. So I was like, all right, I got to limit. I got to try and figure this out. But if I'm adding in, social media and like cooking my own food and stuff like that this it just doesn't sound like i can complete it in a day when actually i can yes but uh i get bogged down by the fact that i was like i'm on social media all the time like i'm on tiktok all the time or i'm on i'm watching youtube all the time mm -hmm. i was like okay because you can really get a lot done in a day say you got 12 hours right <laughs> you got 12 hours you watch social media for an hour you still got 11 more yeah and I was like, that's a lot of time. 11 hours? I remember a coworker. I really liked him. He um, 
he was one of those forward thinking growth mindset kind of guy. He used to be an addict. He admitted it. And then he went and sought help and so forth. Like he's like, but an addict is, will always be an addict. You just got to be in control of what substance you're going to be addicted to. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I knew I had this addiction addiction. So I had to put that power or that energy into something else. And so he found, you know, he did yoga and stuff like hot yoga or whatever. He's like, I still, it's, I'm going after a dopamines. I just got to find a healthier habit of getting it. Yeah. And so, but the other thing I saw him do is he kept around this tiny notebook and quite literally I would see him bring out and write something. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, to make sure I'm on track. He says, instead of, writing down cal- people will write down calories when they eat. I write my time. Mm. He's like, cause I have a kid and I lost a lot of time with him because of this addiction. And I never want to lose time again. And the only way to not lose time is be fine where it's going. Same thing with money. Mm. People say I'm always broke, but whenever you do a budget, you find out you have a lot more money. Yeah. Same thing happens with time. You start budgeting your time like he would literally anything he was doing he would get up he said i got up at seven got in the shower shower at seven he showed me he's like quite literally Mm. every line when he go on a 10 minute break at work he wrote down he took a 10 minute break Mm. he's like if i make excuses not to put it in there then i never do so he's like i have to be i know my weakness yeah so i'm gonna be ahead of it and so he did that and he had it and he's like, and then I would hear about what he was doing. He was going camping. He would do hot yoga with his friend. He spent time. And then he felt accomplished because he was, instead of the time run me, I ran time mm-hmm. like, and being in control of that. So I've always thought that was a really cool way. And I do that sometimes. We're like, when you say you're busy, I'm like, okay, let me sit down and write down when I got up. Yeah. What did I do? When did, you know, start seeing the time and allocate it right. Yeah. Cause I and there's other this other guy I started following. He says that he he got fired from his job, and then he started doing TikToks and he started making money. And then he said, "But then I found myself waking up always at twelve because I could write my own schedule." Mm-hmm. He says, "But twelve, I you know I would stay up late. I couldn't do that anymore." So then he says, "But he he started this video saying that I have accomplished so much today." He says, "And it's nine o'clock." He says. Only six weeks ago, I, I could not get up before 12. And he says, but now I have, I find myself waking up before seven every day. And I have accomplished everything at nine that it would take me from 12 to midnight before. Mm. And it was only because I wasn't waking up on my uh, on a schedule. Because I said, oh, I can do my own schedule. He's like, there's so much. To, there's so much of my day now, you know. Yeah. And it's always it's always been that way with money, with time, with relationships, and whenever you start start taking control, which does take energy, mm. but when you do that, you find more time, you find more money, you find more quality focus for sure. Yeah. So, if you're one of those people like I'm busy, um, what am I doing? Don't do a to do list. Do a result list. Don't like, where's my time going? What am I have? Well, let's make a fruitful list of your time. Like let's be responsible adults because you run your schedule. Everybody has the same 24 hours. Mm. You have different responsibilities, but everybody's given the same 24. Yeah. So that was pretty much the entire basis of what I want to talk about. I mean, it was just, uh, you want to learn a new language, then go watch that video. If you want to know, you want to learn a new skill, then go watch the 20 hour video. Uh, and then also learn that, you know, social media is 
a tool, but it's also can be can control can, you. Yeah. And when I mean social media, I mean like anything, like anything that you do on your screen phone. time, period, TV yeah. episodes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I would just, I would just limit the fact, unless you're watching Netflix to learn a new language, <laughs> I would, <laughs> because we actually have a lot more time than we think we do. I mean, we do and we don't. <laughs> right. It depends on how present you are and you're present. And then my last thing that I wanted, so you're hearing all this. And to counter that inner voice and you're saying, well, that's not going to work for me or I can't sit down and write that time and stuff like that. There is this thing that I really liked about this interview. We're talking about like YouTube interviews. There's a really good one. I think it's right about an hour long, but it's Lisa Nichols with Tom um, Bill You, and, and I will put a link and it's on YouTube. It's been there for years. And her phrase and actually when I said it, Sean Michael said he actually heard of it before. <clears throat> She says that um, reason why some people won't become what they want to be is because they're too attached to who they were. Mm. And then she says, you know, she hears people say, because she's a transformational coach. She's like, well, I've always been this way. She's like, well, if it's working for you, then keep doing it. And she's like, but, and she was setting an example of her life that that my mindset, the way I was living wasn't working for me. So I had to change it. Yeah. And so that's the thing. It's like, you've always been that way. Don't forget you have a choice. You always, like you don't always have to be that way. It wasn't that way from day one. Cause you're, you know, you're, you come into this world just like everybody else. Some people, not every like mm. physical responsibility, but you have a choice. I think, cause you can always find somebody who has a lot less than you doing a lot more. Yeah. So just get gut checked because this is going to be the year that you're going to be the main character. And the only way you're going to be the main character is becoming what you want to be. How yeah. are you going to do that? Let's find the tools that are going to get you out there. You might seem overwhelming. Break it down. Somebody's been doing it. YouTube yeah. will show you that somebody's already been doing it. Yeah, I was like, YouTube's a great tool and everything like that. I just, I wanted to really express this because it was just, social media is really taken over and it can be something that just takes over your mind and you be on there for hours just yes. laying in bed and you're just like where did the day go well <laughs> you kind of know where it went but you don't really want to say it and you'll be like oh, i was busy you know it, right. just, it just comes full circle kind of thing make sure that busy is a four-letter word I mean, so. it is, but. but I mean, saying like a forward, like, don't <laughs> like, don't say it. If you fi find yourself saying it like a curse word, it's poison. Don't say that. Yeah. Be honest. If you're like, you know what? I, be honest with yourself. You like, you know what? I didn't really, I didn't take command of my day today. I kind of been, I've been lackadaisical, unfocused. Mm. Imagine saying that, you know, yeah. instead of saying busy, you're like, you know what? Let me be honest with you. I don't know because yeah. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Like I didn't do anything and I was on TikTok all day and just just laid in bed and it doesn't sound great, right? It's like it doesn't sound good. But it's going to eat at you until the point where you don't want to feel that way. And so you seek a better way. Yeah. So. So that was my message for the day. Yes. I hope this helps somebody because I'm actually really excited about the 20 hour thing or whatever and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, 20 hours sounds doable. And even then, if you don't, if it doesn't work out for or if it. If you don't have it down by 20 hours, I mean, hey, at least you put time to do it into learning yes. something new. As long as you show up, I, I have, okay, real quick and then we'll end this. So a year ago, I decided to go go on Noom, which is this, this whatever, 
boob program and becomes like, I've tried everything else. Let me be really accountable. Let me put my money and invest in it. Mm-hmm. And I like the way they do it. It's more psychology about it, and which I also understand too, because I know it's nutrition. I know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. But they actually help you more of being like, okay, they do the result things. Like, okay, what do you want to achieve? And they ask the right questions to get you kind of thinking about what, how you're actually going to accomplish that. Yeah. And one thing is like, I want more energy. That was the main thing a year ago is that I was a mother with these kids and I always felt tired. I felt weak when I was trying to like maneuver around them. And I was like, I don't want to feel that way. I'm like, okay, well, how are we going to make me have more energy? That was the focus. And then I found out a year later that I was working out and I was getting more energy. In the beginning, yeah, you're spending energy. But now I'm to the point where when I work out, I get energy. Mm. I don't see it as a, um, a debit to my time. It's actually an investment. And so I'm really, I was really happy because I also had an accountability partner and I was talking to her as like a year ago, if I missed a workout, I would feel guilt. I would feel shame. I would put myself down and that whole mindset, well, if that mindset's working for you, keep doing it. Well, it wasn't working for me. Mm-hmm. And now I would just like, I just going to show up. Mm-hmm. And because of that simple thing, it was like, instead of saying, oh, I'm not going to be tired. Oh, I'm this, I'm that or whatever. I'm like, I switched it to like, let me just show up to the workout and see what I get accomplished. If it's too tired, I'm going to listen to my body. I'll walk away. And it was like the same mindset of cleaning my house. It seems so overwhelming, but the people will say like, oh, just do five minutes, set 15 minutes and then know you can walk away Mm. instead of thinking like, oh, I have to get the room done. You can't understand that. But you'll find out when you start going, you keep going. Yeah. And so now I am fruitful in the fact that I literally just said, let me just show up. Mm-hmm. I can walk away, you know, but I got to get the practice of the habit of showing up. Yeah. There was this guy that I saw. He said that he would tell his clients just to put five minutes into something or two minutes. He was like, it didn't really matter. It just, as long as you put two or five minutes into something that you really wanted to do. And he was like, I had a guy just go to the gym. He's like, just go to the gym, just show up. at Yes. The gym. And he was like, even if you get there and you only put in like half a squat or you do whatever, you can, you, go go, home. you can go home. He's like, just put in that time. He's like, over time, it builds a habit of going yep. through. And then he was like, and then pretty soon you're going to be like, ah, you know, while I'm here. Might as well stick it out. Put in 10 minutes. You know, I was like, okay. And then it's like, put it and just keep gradually going up. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I was like, you, you at the gym, you might as well. Like, you know, I was like, I didn't drive yes. all the way over here just not to go. But I mean, if if you just put in two minutes, like you get there, I and that's I got why there, I love I the workouts on. I was watching. He's just like you. He, he always says you already showed up. That's seventy percent more than anybody else did right now. Yeah, and, and then if you finish it, awesome. But mm-hmm. if you don't, long as you're progressive, he's like it's never about the results. It's about you showing up. Yeah, and uh, there's one quote I can't remember like how he's phrased it because the way that they said it was actually really good. But it was pretty much don't. Don't compare yourself to somebody's best today. Just be better than your worst yesterday. Yes. Yes, definitely. And like there's, and just for the people, because I know people put it on me like, oh, you always been that way, Sarah. Oh, it's always been easy for you. I'm like, no, no, no. I have the same monologue in my brain. People don't see you put in work. And <laughs> People don't hear, you never hear a tree grow. Yeah. The thing is like, 
Um, be like, oh, you always been a morning person. Actually, I'm the same person that gets up and in my head, I'm promising myself a nap later. I'm promising that I'm going to go to bed later. But I just do the motions. Like I let that monologue run itself tired. But my action is like, I'm putting on my shoes. I'm putting on whatever. Mm-hmm. And whenever I do that, I just... I just show up. You're like, no, no, no. We're just going to show up. That's like the only thing I ask for you. If you just show up for yourself, you'll be surprised at at the results of just doing that. Don't put the pressure of like, oh, I have to complete this. Mm. Because that mindset is not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. So. But like I said, you don't hear a tree grow. I just want you to put (laughs) that in your mind. Is like you never hear it, but it still keeps growing. Just because you don't hear it grow doesn't mean that it's not happening. So I was like, you don't have to hear somebody talking about what they're doing. But as long as you, as a person, aren't talking about what you're doing, but you're still doing it. Yeah. Whenever people be like, what happened? Now that'd be nice, right? Yeah. Right. Wow. This tree is six feet tall. I didn't <laughs> yeah. see that happen. But yeah. I, I'm just really happy and I have to really celebrate. That's the other thing. We have to celebrate our victories. Celebrate you showing up. Mm-hmm. Don't like anything and everything. We're all three-year-olds that want to be celebrated. Yeah, And so I celebrated to my friend. I was like, I really have it because I was sick and I was out for working out for two weeks. But you know what? I was thinking about it. It's like I have shown up more to working out than I didn't this last year. Mm. And that's a good feeling. And I want that for all our listeners is like whatever you want to accomplish, writing that book, learning that new skill. I want you just to show up like nothing else is required of you. I just want you to show up to that time slot. I tell my friends, like, I want to start working out. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to build the habit and how we're going to do that is I just want you to show up to the workout. If you're too tired, if you've got a, you know, a broken arm, I don't want you to do anything else, mm. but I want for that time slotted that you had for that period of time or whatever, whatever you were supposed to do, just show up. Even if you sit down for the entire class, but I don't mm. want you doing anything else, but I want you to show up for yourself. So thank you so much for this time. Mm-hmm. Some things we wanted to talk about, and I hope that you learned from this or you were like, you know, kind of inspired. You got a tool like belt. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, all those resources are nice, and maybe we'll, we'll have to link them in our uh, episode. So hopefully you see them and then, you know, you can click on them and watch them if you want to. But we want to thank everybody who listened in and everybody yes. who stuck with us for these past seasons. Yes. And, uh, you know, our motto main character shit 2022 everything times two Mm -hmm. yes so thank you for being with us and my name is sean my name is sarah you can catch us on the cloud